This is Intermediate Series Lesson 18. Willkommen. Welcome to the 18th German Pub 101 Intermediate Lesson. Do you remember that we did Tokyo Hotel the other day? Hmm. Do I have to remember that? That was a community suggestion. German Pod 101 has a really great community. And now we're doing another song that was suggested by the community. I hope it's not another Tokyo Hotel song. No, it's something completely different. It's the title Aurelie by Wir sind Helden. I didn't know this song before it was suggested, but it's really quite good. Alright, then I have to listen to it too. I believe we've got a link in the lesson description on germanpod101.com. Yes, as usual. Only legal MP3s from us. Though we're not saying you can't get the song elsewhere. Uh, on YouTube! <laughs> Gesundheit. Anyway, let's look at the text now. Aurelie's accent is ohne Frage sehr charmant. Aurelie's accent is without question very charming. Auch wenn sie schweigt, wird sie als wunderbar erkannt. Also, when she... Schweigen? Schweigen is to be silent or to be mute. Ah, okay. Also, when she's silent, she is wonderfully known? She's recognized as wonderful. Ah, okay. Sie braucht mit Reizen nicht zu geizen. She needs with... Is that rice? No, Reiz. Der Reiz. Like an uh, attraction or... Yeah. Okay. And geizen, I don't know either. Geizig as an adjective, maybe? It's more common. No. Geizig means uh, stingy, hmm. avaricious. So she does not need to be stingy with uh, her attractions, as in she's uh, she's very attractive all around. And mm -hmm. Denn ihr Haar ist mehr und Weizen. Then her hair is sea. Because. All right. Dann, yeah, then, yeah, then, yeah. because. <laughs> because her hair is sea and wheat. Yes. And wheat? Well, okay. her, her hair is wheat color, as in very blonde. Uh, and I imagine the sea refers to her eyes. Mm -hmm. Noch mit Glatze fräst ihr jeder aus der Hand. Still with... Hmm? A bald head. Glatze, bald. Uh-huh. Bald head. It's, it's a noun. We don't have it as an adjective, um, bold. We always say glatze, hmm. bold head, as one word. And I imagine you can't understand fress either. That's uh, the uh, conditional of fressen. Uh -huh. So it was would, would eat uh, in an animal way. Ah, okay. So even if she's bald, they'd still eat out of her hand? Yes, anybody <laughs> would. Okay. Doch Aurelie kapiert das nie. Still, Aurelie doesn't quite get it. Or never quite gets it. Never gets it? Yeah. Never understands it. Kapieren is a very colloquial word for it to understand. That's why I said gets it. Yes. <laughs> Jeden Abend fragt sie sich, wann nur verliebt sich wer in mich? Every evening she asks herself, she asks herself, I think I'm being German there. She wonders. Every evening she wonders. <laughs> it's a very common German error to say, uh, I ask myself. <laughs> so every evening she wonders when, uh, only when someone will fall in love with me. Yes, when, oh when, as in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the chorus, 
Aurélie, so klappt das nie. Aurélie, it doesn't get, it never um, goes that way. Ja, works, works out this way. Du erwartest viel zu viel. You're expecting way too much. Mhm. Die Deutschen flirten sehr subtil. The Germans flirt very subtly. Yes. And this is even repeated at this point. The chorus is repeated. And then the next stanza. Aurélie, die Männer mögen dich hier sehr. Aurélie, the men like you here very much. Mhm. Schau auf der Straße, schaut dir jeder hinterher. Look at the street, everyone looks at you um, as you go away. Yes, yeah, yeah. we had it in the other lesson, hinterher, schauen, hinterher. Mm -hmm. um, doch du merkst nichts, weil sie nicht pfeifen. <laughs> you don't notice it because they don't uh, whistle. Yes. <laughs> Und pfeifst du selbst, die Flucht ergreifen. And you whistle yourself, the Flucht? Um, you have to insert the sie. Um, sie ergreifen die Flucht. If you whistle uh, yourself, mm -hmm. die Flucht ergreifen is to take flight. Okay. If so, if you whistle yourself rather than waiting for them to whistle, then they will run away screaming. <laughs> the men. Du musst wissen, hier ist weniger oft mehr. You must know that here is less often more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you must know that uh, here, less is more. Okay. Or it's, it's often more to do less. As not to be quite so flirty. Or... Mm -hmm. Ach, Aurelie, in Deutschland braucht die Liebe Zeit. Ach, Aurelie, in Germany, t love needs time. Mm -hmm. Hier ist man nach Tagen erst zum ersten Schritt bereit. Here is one after days. Mm -hmm. Only after days, nach Tagen erst. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ready for the first step. Yes, takes days. Die nächsten Wochen wird gesprochen. The next weeks are promised, are already mm -hmm. filled. Mm -hmm. This is something that we'll look at in the grammar section. It's a passive sentence that implies the word people, if you want to write it actively. Um, so it means in the next few weeks, people just talk, as in the, the young lovers just talk. And then, sich aufs gründlichste berochen. Berochen, derived from beriechen. Riechen, we had before. To smell? Yes. Mm -hmm. So they will be smelled from the foundation? Uh, gründlich, thoroughly. Gründlich, thoroughly. Uh, so this is the thoroughfulliest. <laughs> uh, people just smell each other out a mm -hmm. lot so in like the next dogs. few days. But yeah, <laughs> talking, smelling, uh, not much more. Und erst dann trifft man sich irgendwo zu zweit. And only then will one uh, meet as a couple. Yes. Irgendwo, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Then the chorus again. Aurélie, so einfach ist das eben nicht. Aurélie, it's not so simple. Mm -hmm. Hier haben andere Worte ein ganz anderes Gewicht. 
Here other words have a completely different weight. All die Jungs zu deinen Füßen wollen sie küssen, auch die Süßen. All the boys to your feet want to kiss, also the sweet. Uh, all the boys at your feet uh, want to kiss them, sie, die mm -hmm. Füße. Uh, also the, the sweet ones, the, the cute ones, uh, you'd say in okay. English, the cute boys. Mm -hmm. We call them die Süßen. Okay. Aber du merkst das nicht, weil er dabei von Fußball spricht. <laughs> But you don't notice that because he's speaking uh, soccer with you. <laughs> Ach Aurelie, du sagst, ich solle dir erklären. Ach Aurelie, you say I need to explain that to you. Or I should explain that to you. Sollen, yes. <laughs> Wie in aller Welt sich die Deutschen dann vermehren. How in the whole world the Germans then vermehren? Become to more? multiply? Ah, multiply. Okay. <laughs> uh, wie in aller Welt. It's, uh, it's an exasperated kind of expression. Like, how in the world? However mm -hmm. do they? <laughs> okay. Wenn die Blumen und die Bienen in Berlin nichts tun als grinen. If the flowers and the bees? Mm -hmm. The bees and the flowers? Um, oh, okay. Is that sort of a way to say the birds and the bees? Mm -hmm. Okay. In Berlin, are not done as... Don't do anything except... Nichts tun als... Don't do anything except... Mm -hmm. Greenen. This would be hard. Uh, green is like... It's... Uh, To, to, to grin in a way or smile in a way. Like, mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> no grin, no? Uh, no, that would, normally it would be grinsen. But grinen is uh, like a very, with a very open mouth. Isn't grinsen more of an evil grin? A forced laugh, no. No, grinsen is, is normal grin. Mm. Okay. Und sich einen Teufel um die Bestäubungsfrage scheren. This is an expression. <laughs> you yeah. have a hard time with it. <laughs> Did you hear it before? No. Usually when I see Teufel in a sentence, it means there's an expression behind it. <laughs> yes. Sich uh, nen Teufel um etwas scheren. Is uh, to um, not, not care in the least about something. Mm -hmm. And what's Bestäubungsfrage? Well, Frage is question. Bestäubung is uh, pollination. Mm -hmm. So can you translate the whole? Und sich einen Teufel um die Bestäubungsfrage scheren? They don't care at all about the... They don't give a darn mm -hmm. about the um, pollination question. Yeah, or the matter of uh, pollination. Or I issue. Think, yeah. Pollination issue. Mm -hmm. And then we have the chorus again, and that's the song. So is issue usually translated as Frage in German? Yes, or... Um, Matter of something, then you, you usually have a Frage, yes. Okay, so it's like French. <laughs> okay, so how much do you, uh, did you notice of that yourself? Mm. Well, it's obvious that the, uh, the men don't whistle after people in Germany. <laughs> yeah. That's something that we associate with Italy. I'm not sh even sure they do it in France. But yeah, I'm not sure what I think about it. <laughs> how about we focus on just making new friends in Germany? Okay. 
I do know it tends to be um what I've tended to notice in Germany is that you can it's harder to make friends, but they tend to be deeper when you have them. Like when I lived in New York, I seemed to have a ton of acquaintances, but I didn't have very many like really deep friends. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I tend to just have a few um, closer, deep friends and not that many acquaintances. Yeah, yeah, it, f- it fits with what I've heard from others. Of course, I can hardly uh, compare because I never <laughs> spend a lot of time uh, outside Germany. The longest was six weeks in China, and that's uh, <laughs> that was a whole different matter. Yeah. Well, here. What what would you suggest, for example, for an American who moved to Germany and who wants to meet uh, new people, as in especially non-Americans? Well, I'm thinking and one thing is to find an easy place to meet, like a club, conference, fair, you know, things like that. I would also recommend uh, crowded cafes. That's uh, where I, get, I start talking to a lot of people, because uh, in such a crowded place, uh, you have to sit at somebody else's table or somebody else might join mm-hmm. your table, and then you have a certain amount of time together. You have like uh, at least 20 minutes where you eat together and you can talk a little. So then you'd want to ask, is here noch frei, right? Yes, as we <laughs> taught in the newbie lesson, it's uh, it's uh, a key expression. Is this table still free or rather the seat and you can hardly ever say no to that. So Yeah. One of the things I have the most trouble with is that um, to remember that it takes time to switch to do for some people, especially if they're not like college students. Yes, <laughs> you have to be careful with that because some people really insist on that. Uh, I know my father has some friends that still call each other Z. It's uh, just <laughs> for them, it's a it's a way of expressing expressing uh, respect. It's it really depends on the generation, how much uh, or how quickly they switch to do. And uh, of course, you can't initiate that. Um, you have to wait for the older or the socially superior person to uh, suggest that. It's been also interesting that some people who are in, say, the the web industry um, have taken a lot of American traits, so they feel themselves more informal, but still. Yeah, I remember I was at a a tech talk um, a week ago, and I wasn't really thinking. I saw someone that was um, quite, uh, well, he he was about my age, so around 30, and uh, so I just sort of introduced myself with something like an American V. Gates, which doesn't really work. He's like a Wir kennen uns nicht, oder? <laughs> As if to say, like, we don't know each other, do we? It's, it's a bit uh, too forward here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, definitely uh, take the usual steps, and then if people are as fed up with as, with them as you are, then they will <laughs> let you know quickly. <laughs> yeah. So then you just switch to English and everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please, try to speak to German. I'm just kidding, of course. Of course, I would never switch to English because I'm feeling lazy. <laughs> all German, all the time. For the beginning, if you want to get to know somebody, uh, you could meet in larger groups or in public places, for example, restaurants, or you can do outings together. You can go to a museum or a concert or swimming pool even, something like that. And uh, what you should definitely do is avoid questions related to money, age, or religion. You just don't ask people about that. Like, uh, I've seen people from America ask me, okay, so how much do you make per year? And it's just just not done in Germany. (laughs) Or similar uh, people from Egypt, okay, so how old are you and how old is your mother? And uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you may notice that questions related to politics may come up. And I'd say that um, if you were to travel around Germany now and someone finds out you're American, they'll say, oh, what do you think of the new president-elect? So... 
Oh, I'm apparently, I'm dating our podcast here with that comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will still come up. I mean, this is the same thing. It doesn't change suddenly. People no. uh, were probably asking you about Bush while he was in office, and uh, <laughs> they will be asking you about Obama when he's in office. It's just a yeah. matter of uh, one of the topics that you can talk about. Yeah, it's certainly something that the, the American will know something about. <laughs> yeah. And, and probably have an opinion. <laughs> well, you can talk about German politics as well. You don't have to be too afraid of offending people because basically everybody in Germany thinks that the politicians are all crooks. <laughs> and it's just a matter of choosing the one who's least crook or more, most likely to do something for you. So then you might, be, you might offend them by saying nice things about them, no? <laughs> <laughs> nah, not offend them. Nah. Okay. Let's talk about some grammar. Uh, for today, I've chosen the passive voice because it appears uh, rather often in the song, even in two vital phrases that you can't understand otherwise. The passive is a kind of verb form that's useful when you don't know who did something, or maybe you don't want to say because it's irrelevant or you, for whatever other reason. Uh, for example, if you read a review of uh, uh, a book, it might say, uh, Maria is killed in the fourth chapter of the book. And this is because the reviewer doesn't want to say who she was killed by, or maybe it's still not known, uh, or something like that. So we use the form is killed rather than saying, okay, Martin killed Maria. Hmm. Maria is killed. This is passive. I think it was the butcher. <laughs> There's a German uh, singer who made a song uh, called uh, The Murderer is Always the, uh, the Gardener. <laughs> But that's beside the point. <laughs> we <laughs> might, I don't think we'll even get around to doing this song in the series. No, Next series. Maybe. And you'll also hear a lot of passive sentences when sightseeing. For example, you may hear, The Brandenburg Gate was completed in 1791. Wait a minute. I, you forgot the names of the architects, didn't you? Um, Come on, who are they? Sorry, I don't know. So you see, this is also really useful when you're giving your friends an informal guided tour through your city and you you don't remember all the facts about something, you can use the passive. Was completed. That, are you implying that Americans don't know much about geography? Geography? History. <laughs> Same difference. In German... <laughs> Don't joke so much about Americans. I think some listeners are not comfortable with that. Even though you are American, I know. In mm, German... Okay, maybe me. I'm only refer When I say American, I only mean me when I say disparaging remarks. Okay, that works. In German, the passive is formed using the verb werden, which normally means to become. So, since there is a passive voice equivalent for all tenses, the rule is to form whatever tense you need with the verb werden, and then you add the past participle of the verb that you actually meant to use. For example, if you're meaning to use the perfect, you would say something equivalent to uh, I have become, and then you add the real verb that you meant. Okay, so let's have some examples of the passive voice in different tenses. And if you have the PDF, you can also compare these to the equivalent active sentences. Hey, Judith, can we have some examples in different tenses? Yes, I was able to provide those. Okay. Das Museum wird eröffnet. The museum is being opened. So literally this means the museum becomes opened. 
And das Museum wird eröffnet werden. Future tense. The museum will be opened. Das Museum wurde eröffnet. The museum was opened. Rather, became opened in Germany. Das Museum ist eröffnet worden. Perfect tense. The museum has been opened. Das Museum war eröffnet worden. The museum had been opened. Past perfect. And I definitely recommend checking out the PDF for those because it can be quite um, hard to follow, I think, just the audio. Yeah, well, if you know the forms of the verb uh, werden already, you will recognize them and you see we just added the participle. But if you don't know this verb yet, then it can be a bit confusing. Anyway, it will be useful. Now, in the song, we also had the passive forms, it, es wird gesprochen and es wird sich berochen, which you can't really translate like that in English. I mean, Chuck tried. <laughs> um, you would have to say, es wird gesprochen, it is talked. Um, it just doesn't sound right. It means people talk or lovers talk or whoever you're just meaning. And in German, we use the passive voice to avoid specifying who is talking. Or to imply that everybody just does it like this. Everybody talks first before getting to know each other in other ways. So now we hope that you've understood the passive voice better. The ideal thing to do next is to go to German Pub 101 and practice the passive, either with our exercises or also by trying out passive sentences in the comments below. We'll be happy to correct them. Just make sure that Chuck is not correcting you, but I am. Hey. Or a German member of the community. Thanks for listening. Well, uh, okay, hope to see you all next week. Bis bald.